So, I have tried to do this podcast thousands of times. I have recorded so many sessions um, regarding divorce, regarding being a mother, regarding having a C-section, criminal justice, different crime movies, shows, and I just... I just wanted to record tonight because, you know, I think podcasts are an amazing way to connect with people, to make people laugh, to make people cry. Maybe, maybe even you can relate to some something someone's going through. So that's why I started this. Um, I'm a writer. I love writing, but sometimes it's easier for me to talk and say the words. And boy, let me tell you. I have a lot of words to say. My name is Josephine, and I'm a mother, and I have two daughters, Eden and Genevieve. And Eden's three and a half, Genevieve is two and a half. And I love them dearly. I'm divorced, and my divorce was finalized last March. And that was one of the darkest, coldest winters of my life. Not just emotionally, I'm talking. Like, it was really cold in Minnesota. Like, we had the polar vortex. We had all these blizzards. Anyways, that's another topic for a different podcast. The winters here are just absolutely miserable. But, you know, after going through my divorce, I I was alone. I felt very alone. I felt more alone in my life than I ever had. I felt judged. I felt like I had failed. I wasn't the perfect wife. I mean, honestly, I'm not just going to sit there and bash on him. I've done that, though, but that's not what this podcast is about. It's about me and what I've been through and the kind of person I am. And I wasn't that, you know, I wasn't the best wife. We had our first daughter before marriage and got married. We had an absolutely beautiful wedding at a flower nursery called Edenvale. And all of our friends, all of our family was there. But sometimes things don't work out. In November of last year, my dad served me my divorce papers. That's right. My dad, my good old dad. I was a daddy's girl. My dad, who was a doctor, he was a writer. He was so smart, successful, and he was very funny. He served me my divorce papers, so that was fun. Um, He liked my ex, but it's not just important if, you know, the guy likes, your dad likes the guy. You need to love the guy, too, right? Well, anyways, he served me the divorce papers. I go through a divorce. That would be a whole other podcast, too, the whole divorce court. I didn't even have a lawyer, okay? I represented myself. Got divorced, and that was in March. And then after that, I went, I moved in with my good, dear family friend who's like a grandma to me. She owns the nursery that my ex and I got married at, so that was a constant reminder every day. But I lived there, I got a new job, and come Mother's Day in May, My first love, who I refer to as my soulmate, gets a hold of me. 
says, happy Mother's Day. I love you. And then two weeks later, um, in May, he calls me and he says that he still loves me. He left his ex-girlfriend, who is a stripper, by the way, left her and he said, I love you. Like, I want to be with you. What's going on? Just calls me out of the blue. Ah, silly me. I mean, I love him. I'll always love him. I tell him that I'm divorced and I'm living at Betty's, who he knows. He actually worked out at the nursery many years before when we were in college. And I told him, yeah, so what's the deal? He wanted to see me. He wants to see the kids. He, He loves me. He wants to take care of me. Of course, I'm hesitant. Of course, I have my guard up, right? But you ladies all know, and men, sometimes you have a kryptonite. A person that, no matter what they do, no matter what they say, you're weak for them. And it hurts my pride in saying that. I'm kind of a prideful person, kind of, I guess, confident, but... With Alex, he was like my kryptonite. And your kryptonite can get you in trouble. And it can make you feel amazing. And then, you know, it makes you feel nothing at all. But at this point in my life, I was ready to let Alex back in. And I had always loved him and I was excited. We hang out, we start talking every day, he's texting me cute things every morning, you know, he's all there for me, nice, blah, blah, blah. I go visit him in Nebraska with a rental car because my car was in the body shop because I got in an accident in that horrendous winter that I was talking about. Anyways, rented a car, drove to Nebraska, we hang out. On the Saturday morning that we hung out, we went for a drive, and I thought the brakes were acting really weird. The brakes just were not working. I asked Alex to drive. Well, we totaled the car. Car in front of us stops, then the other, and then Alex puts his foot to the floor. The brake did not work. There was like a blinking light, like malfunction warning, and anyways, his foot was to the floor. And the airbags went off. I snapped my neck, hit my neck. He couldn't even get out of the car. I had to run out and run around the car and try to, like, break him loose and, like, get him out. It was traumatic. Talk about traumatic. You're trying to, like, get back with your first love. You're feeling good. You're feeling excited. And then, boom. Boom. Impact. Right? Those moments of impact in life that everything just hits you head on. Well, that was kind of like that car accident in Nebraska. And, well, those moments of impact are so profound in our lives. Alex and I went to the emergency room that weekend. We both um, had severe neck pain. His knee was, like, bruised. I had bruises from the airbag. I've never been in an accident where the airbags... Excuse me, I'm tired. Deployed on me. Is that the right word? Deployed? Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. Talk about just such a chaotic, dramatic moment. 
and it, it was out of our control. It was truly a brake malfunction and the cars in front of us stopped so quickly. It, it was just insane. So we leave the emergency room, go to bed. Next morning's Monday, okay? The next morning is Monday, June 4th. It's my ex-husband's birthday. And I was hoping, you know, that my daughters were going to give him some cards um, that I made him. Well, they made him, but, you know, I wanted to, I like to do that, to give him birthday cards. But I wasn't in town. I was in Nebraska. So it was June 4th, so I text the ex, happy birthday. And then around 4 o'clock, I get a call. I get a call from one of my stepmom's best friends. And this was the worst call I have ever received in my 20s. I won't say life because I'm sure I'm going to get some more worse calls in my life. I hope not, but just being a realist. And she said, Josie, your dad had a stroke. We're at the hospital. Please get here. My heart sank. I didn't know what to do. I thought dad will be okay. Of course, dad's not going to die. Keep in mind, I have a totaled rental car and I'm stuck in Nebraska. Okay, I need to get home immediately. I need to get home. I need to speed home. But I was trapped. I didn't have a car. It was the worst moment of this year. I don't, I don't think anything could top that feeling, actually, of feeling so trapped and stuck. Now, the accident, that wasn't my fault. But it was my choice to go to Nebraska. And I couldn't get to my dad. We had my boyfriend's brother drive us to the airport to go rent a car. My credit card got declined. I tried two rental places. Oh, yeah, the boyfriend, he couldn't pay for it either at that point. So I was stuck. I finally got a card. They found a car. I put it on my credit card. $250. And like four hours later... After I got the initial call about my dad, we're on the way back. We're on the road. We didn't leave till like 10 p.m. It was awful. I had that six-hour period where it just, it just kills me knowing that my dad's in the hospital. So, First Love and I are driving, speeding through the night in Nebraska. He's driving, and I'm so thankful that he drove. That was nice of him. And I'm crying, and we're talking, and I'm laughing. And, you know, we said a prayer and he held my hand and he's like, he's going to, he's going to be alive when you get there. It's going to be okay. And the sun was rolling up. I'll never forget this. The sun was rolling up over the hills and we were coming in from the east. um, I'm sorry, from the west in Minnesota. We drove through Worthington and my brothers kept calling me, kept calling me and calling me and calling me. And I knew that was bad. Josie, where are you? Okay, we're 40 minutes away. We're speeding. We're trying. Where are you, Josie? Hurry. Like, just get here. I'm getting texts from my brother, calls from my brother. I have two brothers, Kane and Michael. They were both there at the hospital. They wanted me there. I didn't arrive to the hospital, same hospital that I was born at, the same hospital that my dad was a doctor at. He was a cancer doctor. I arrived there at 4 a.m. I got dropped off. I ran up into the room. And my dad, he was already gone. 